1: How are things going?
0: Yeah, things are good. A little bit weird this week, recording at a different time. um, And I've been traveling all day, coming back from visiting my beautiful, gorgeous daughter in the UK. Um, So yeah, it all feels a bit weird today. Well, it has.
1: Because instead of peppermint tea, you've got...
0: I may have a (laughs) cheeky little glass of wine on the go.
1: (laughs) And I'm five hours behind, so the sun is still shining, so I don't have that excuse. But man, I'm looking at that glass of wine thinking, why aren't I there?
0: Yum, yum, yum. That's all I can say. Just a few hours
1: away. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Beautiful. So how was your weekend?
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um, So I went to see my daughter in Leeds, who's at uni. Hmm and um so as per usual I had delayed trip on the way out and on the way back mm. um also arrived at the airport of I now there was no bus link that I thought was going to be there to take me from the airport to the train station painted down with rain the train the flight was late so I'd already missed the train I wanted to get on so it was all very stressful and um but I got there an hour later than I thought I was going to um and we just went out had a nice dinner and catch up and so that was good fun um my daughter has spent all of my money (laughs) so I now have none um but we had a great time it was just lovely it was so nice to see her and just nice to be kind of on a You know, just traveling again, like on a train and um, staying in a hotel and yeah, just nice traveling.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Just doing the stuff that we took for granted. I saw somebody post on their Instagram something like they were in the opera house again and they were like something like it's gorgeous to sort of be here. It's a beautiful set. It was a beautiful uh, performance, but they were like, and there's something about being in a live musical space again that is like a religious yeah. experience and I yeah. so echo like the stuff that we used to do all the time without thinking about it it feels like a religious experience it's so moving yeah
0: Yeah. it's just um I mean just wandering like around a city like I mean I live in Jersey it's like a tiny island and it's beautiful don't get me wrong like it really is amazing mm. but just it's not a it's not a large city and it hasn't got big massive large buildings that you haven't seen every single day for the last three years Mm. um so just seeing kind of new surroundings even though it wasn't that long ago I went back to kind of see it. but it was just Mm. it's just nice just kind of wandering around and Mm. seeing different faces and different people and yeah just I don't know went popped into an art gallery just had a little you know a little mooch about and just yeah went to get our nails done and went to a nice like rooftop terrace just nice things just different yes yeah
1: oh my gosh that sounds delightful
0: yes it was it was um so yeah it was good and then just just a long journey back today I think you're always a bit more excited when you're on your way there oh, <laughs> so the kind true. of travel doesn't quite seem as bad as it, But on the way back it's just kind of like okay I've, I'm done now please beam me up and just get me home I
1: know that's where teletransport <laughs> I know it's always the way I back yeah teletransport. I just want to click my
0: heels be like I Dorothy know.
1: Yes, 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 awesome. All right. So now the Relationship Desk of Love being manned by the party girl in Leeds. So what did the party girl from Leeds pick up this
0: week? Well, so this week I've got a little article for you about seven things you might get wrong about people. Oh,
1: do tell. All right.
0: Mm, I thought this was quite interesting. Yeah. So the first one is, people like us more than we think they do.
1: Oh gosh, yes. Sorry, I was thinking the opposite. Oh no, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> tell me more. Yes.
0: <laughs> so it says, after having a conversation with somebody, um, we tend to worry about how we came across. However, research shows that people aren't as critical as we are of ourselves. In fact, people tend to like us and enjoy our company more than we think they do.
1: I mean, it's true because really, like, nobody is paying attention to other people as much as they're paying attention to themselves. We're so yeah. inherently selfish. We don't really uh, notice.
0: Well, what other people I are think doing? the other thing is, you know, people like people, right? So they like to connect with people. They like to have conversations. So I was on the train going up to Leeds and it was a bit of a kind of, you know, a bit of a journey. I had to change and... and by the time I got on the second train, and I was kind of like, oh dear God, I'm, I'm kind of done now, just mm. get me there. Um, and the train was packed because it was Friday night, so it was really busy. Mm. And I ended up sitting next to this girl who was actually, ironically going up to Newcastle, which is where I'm from originally, oh. and she was a student. Um, so we ended up just having, striking up a bit of a conversation, and she was like, oh it's been really nice chatting to you, because um, I don't really like it when I'm travelling on my own and, and I don't have anyone to speak to, so prime example right oh, so yeah. I left that conversation thinking oh wasn't she a really lovely girl and she was training to be a doctor um Ooh. so I did tell her all about the uh, podcast and my yes. beautiful co-host yeah who's also a doctor um yes. so you, you know you just kind of like people like people they love having a conversation I left that conversation thinking that was just a really nice chat mm. and I'm sure she did too
1: oh my gosh beautiful
0: if not, then this first point is wrong. <laughs> 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 so the second thing, oh, actually, ironically, right? So point number two is talking to strangers is more enjoyable than we think. There's my, my point in case, bingo. right? Bingo, yes. So mm-hmm. people just generally like having a conversation and a chat. Mm-hmm. Um. So number three is uh, people don't always notice what we wish to hide. Like
1: the big thing of spinach in our teeth. <laughs> or the fact that our buttons were undone, or our zip- our zipper was undone. <laughs>
0: <Maybe> Possibly. So. <laughs> so it says when people are self-conscious about an aspect of their behavior or appearance, like spinach in the
1: teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they, often, they often overestimate the extent to which others notice it. Research calls this the the phenomenon of the spotlight effect. Mm. So in one clever study, researchers asked um, college students to wear an embarrassing t-shirt. As predicted, the students overestimated the number of other students that actually noticed the t-shirt. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: So going back to your point before, we are all quite self-centered and don't really notice a lot of stuff that's going on around us.
1: Totally, because we're thinking about the spinach in our own teeth, not the spinach (laughs) in somebody else's teeth.
0: Yeah, And we filter out so much information, right? So you're Mm. getting like what is it, billions of uh, bytes of information like every second and the majority of it you filter out because you don't need to know it. So much so that actually I nearly filtered out the last stop of my train station and oh. nearly missed it. Oh jeez, <laughs> oh yes. And I had to do a quick flee. then got off the train and thought shit, i remembered everything. Yes. But all was good, I remembered everything. Oh good, good. <laughs> so, um, so number four is others judge us less harshly than we think.
1: Because they're judging us less harshly than how we judge ourselves.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So we are our own worst critics. So we're the ones that judge ourselves repeatedly, especially in social situations, I think. Yeah. It's quite common, isn't it, to walk away from a situation and think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should have done something different. But again, because we're just playing this constant story inside of our own heads.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yes. Mm Yes. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Yeah number five is people can't see right through us oh yes they
1: I mean unlike what I was taught as a catholic girl is God (laughs) can't know your thoughts yeah that was the whole catholic thing is like your thoughts are evil like you have to go to the confessional and like confess your thoughts because people can because God can see your thoughts and your ill intentions he can
0: read your mind
1: oh my god (laughs) that like if you make a religion based on that principle like that's mind control But no, I mean, in the reality, it took me a long time to deconstruct that I can think whatever I want. And nobody can tell. Yeah, unless it starts to inform my behavior, unless I start to taint my behavior based on my thoughts
0: well and as we know your thoughts lead to your feelings which lead to your actions correct so we do kind of know that but i guess what we're saying by this is actually you can think lots of things and um you know other people cannot see inside of your head and this plays out actually when we're talking about relationships because we often think our partners can read our minds or that whole Um, i love that phrase they should just know what to do god
1: i I it's so beautiful I mean my my clients do say that like but aren't they supposed that they love me they'd know why do I have to keep telling them shouldn't they yeah I know it's so sweet
0: because they can't read your mind they can't read your thoughts they can't see right through you yes yes
1: (laughs) absolutely
0: Uh, number six people appreciate a compliment more than we know
1: yes that's so true
0: it is true I think um, compliments are really funny things, aren't they? Because we're not very good as, hu- as human beings at accepting compliments, but we actually still secretly them. like them. Mm-hmm. So I think the best thing with compliments is to learn how to just gracefully say, thank you very much.
1: Yes. And as with one client that I've been speaking to is just let it be it. Thank you very much. Without justifying why you deserved it yeah. or putting a disclaimer, yeah. just let it be.
0: Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because instead what we do is that thing like oh this old thing, no I've had it for years it's, you know yeah. it's aborted. devaluing yeah totally, rather than just saying thank you that's mm-hmm. or even just saying that's really kind of you to say so mm-hmm. yeah. we don't need to add a lot mm-hmm. mm. Brilliant. and then the final one which I just love is um, we're not the only ones home alone on a Saturday night <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so true <laughs> Now, true story, right? When I was young, I could not bear, could not stand being home on a Saturday night. Oh. And if I thought other people were out and I was not, yeah. I mean, this was before the word FOMO was even even a thing, right? Yeah. Like,
1: you were really an re- OG of FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I was.
0: I literally, I'd be climbing the walls. I'd be like, well, somebody must be going out. Because oh. um, I couldn't stand being in on, on a Saturday night because mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like it was the wrong thing to be to, to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm like... Get me a Saturday night at home in my pajamas. <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. That counts for like uh, so many things. Like there are more than just you and a alone on a Saturday night. There's more than just you going through any experience. So we, and, and FOMO tends to play out in our relationships yeah. where we don't want our partner having more fun than we are. So we're always trying yeah. to outcompete them. But really like there's more than us who are maybe not having our best time, maybe going through the natural ebbs and flows of like yeah. whatever success means to us. Sometimes, you know, we're not the only person having an off day, an off week, an off
0: year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was a big thing about uh, COVID, wasn't it? Do you remember? Um, Well, I think actually it was even last Christmas, wasn't it? Or maybe the Christmas before when they basically kind of cancelled any forms of celebrations yeah. and yeah. um but maybe it happened Both year's running like the whole COVID (laughs) thing just seems to have merged merged together (laughs) Um, but you know it suddenly became a thing where actually you don't have to stress about the fact that everyone's having this perfect Christmas because actually none of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody! And it's it's hilarious because we're reaching that time of the year where everyone starts to talk about so what are your plans for Christmas Mm -hmm. And everyone's kind of having this conversation. I had a conversation recently with a friend that said, I actually don't really want to spend it with my family. Can I just come to your house and we'll just get really drunk? (gasps)
1: That sounds like a great alternative plan.
0: (laughs) Because it all just gets a bit complicated. And especially, I mean, in my my life with blended families, teenagers, God knows what, relatives, like Mm -hmm. friends, the whole thing is just a complicated mess. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've decided to just kind of try and avoid any discussions and hope that the universe sorts it all out for me thank you <laughs> yeah totally yeah
1: I think everything is coming back into like the same as like the weddings have been back with a vengeance everybody yeah. is having weddings and making up for lost time and I would like to think that people are still trying to retain some of that pared down approach but you know the keeping up with the joneses is kind of making its rearing its ugly head again and I think it's going to happen the same with the holidays but you know we yeah. learned a lot about in lockdown and we don't need any of this
0: yeah you
1: know just need family in our community you know however fancy your color scheme for your tables and your place settings like it just doesn't matter yeah but you know humans will be
0: humans but throw in the odd mat and pajama for good measure
1: well i mean that's (laughs) just fun stuff that's just fun
0: (laughs) fun. (sighs) oh that's, that's
1: great i like those seven reminders yeah yeah good times
0: Mm. hmm always good to have a bit of a reality check every now and again oh
1: totally that's absolutely true absolutely
0: yeah so shall we uh skip along to a hot topic
1: i think so because we've got some good stuff this week yeah let's go ahead
0: so um a little while ago we started a little kind of um series of common relationship fears Mm. So today we have another one for you. Go on. And this week's common relationship fears is my partner dying or getting seriously ill.
1: Big one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
0: So full disclosure, I worry about this periodically um, for large periods of time. Mm,
1: Yeah. And... I, I didn't really know this. I the, the thing that I remember is that me and my husband had COVID at the same time. And I remember us being in New York City, March 2020, you know, lying next to him in bed. And we both had fevers. And his breathing started to take a turn for the worse. And I was like, holy oh. shit. We'd, we were four days into our fever. And we knew that, you know sort of the breathing stuff could start to come in. And I was like, oh my God, am I going, you know, like, and, you know, cause our parents live in different places and different countries Mm -hmm. and like, am I going to have to bring him to the hospital and what happens if he's in the hospital? And like, oh, the, the, like the worst. And it like, I've never, Mm -hmm. I've never feared, I've never faced that fear. And it was like in the middle of the night and his breathing started to change. And I was like, oh my God. So I can say that I don't fear it, but I can say that like, no, 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 (laughs) I do. I do. It's nothing more terrifying than being like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it is one of the, I think it's worse, you know, when you start to get a bit older, like, you know, I never really want to admit that I'm getting older, but like I really am, um, <laughs> along with the rest, along with the rest of the population, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's kind of, it's part of like getting older, isn't it? And you, you just I don't know if just when you're young, you don't really take any notice of this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you get older, you just start to hear about more people being ill and mm-hmm. having illnesses. Um, and it I, th- I think it just kind of, it does worry you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one that kind of lives forever. I'd much prefer to be the first one to die. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't James Brown used to say that? Like, I, I didn't used to. I, I remember one awards show many years ago when James Brown, he's like, I hope that I live... To be your age minus one day, so that I never have to yeah. know that beautiful people like you have passed away.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a bit of a bugger, James Brown? Oh, like what? I th- Hold on. Oh, I think he was a bit of a nasty piece of work, wasn't he? Was he? I'm sure he was, yeah.
1: You're probably right. <laughs> You're probably right.
0: But wasn't he the one that was married to it in Houston? No, that's Bobby Brown.
1: Oh James right, Brown. Okay. I feel well, good. Na, 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 na.
0: Yeah, no, but I'm sure he was a bit of a bugger as well. Sure
1: everybody was back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kinda of puts me off people though when I find out that they've got some sort yeah. of checkered past. Yeah. I'm kind of like right, well that's you off my list then. yeah <laughs> And I thought your music was really good too. <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> I will,
1: I will not so, deny it whatsoever. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but I think you know this is one of those things that I think as you get older, I think it's natural that it starts to come in your kind of thoughts in your mind. But it is something that you really need to to have your own reality check on, mm. and to try and keep in check because that whole worry about something that you can't control, like let's face it, we can't really. We can influence stuff by, you know, eating healthily, not having a glass of wine like I am right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, exercising, all the good things that we know that we're supposed to do as, as, as human beings to prolong to prolong life. But the reality is we will die at some point. Mm. Um, and, and worrying about that, I think, has got to cause more stress that then kind of just adds yeah. to that to that equation of of all the other stuff that's going in there Mm -hmm. that's going to kind of affect your life expectancy um so it's a real tricky one isn't it but I just don't think I can imagine kind of that day kind of coming like I know it will Mm -hmm. and you hope that it'll be like in the you know a long distant future like I still genuinely feel like I'm super young Mm. and realistically I could have half my life again Mm -hmm. the age that I'm at so we could kind of live a whole life and I really like want that to happen and I'd be so pissed if it doesn't because yeah. Yeah. You, I, th- I think the other thing is you know because you like we're talking before came on air about like how you know you work and um, and then you get to kind of a certain age like I remember I worked for this guy, he was the CEO of this business and um, he you know he must have been nearing his retirement. Mm. he probably had enough cash to be able to retire mm-hmm. and he went um he went to Florida at christmas time and um and he had a sudden heart attack oh. and he so he hadn't finished his his work yet he had yeah. sons who were in their twenties, mm. and just little things things like that I just feel like are such a waste of a life like it just mm. it just seemed so devastating and everybody in the business was like so upset by it. Yeah. Because basically we all went for Christmas break, came back and he'd passed, but not even like he wasn't even in his home um you know his home place he yeah. he had like a holiday home out there and mm-hmm. but it wasn't you know he still wasn't in his kind of surroundings that had to repatriate Patriot. his body oh, and oh and and in Florida as well it was like oh so complicated yeah. <laughs> um you can imagine can't you yeah. right so yeah. I don't know it just kind of it just feels so sad like you hear of all the stories and it's always the good people that go mm. like early isn't mm. it and so when I think about that, like, I just think that's not what I want for my life. I want to mm. grow old, travel, you know, retire, grow old, travel with my partner. That's what mm. I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be so super pissed if that. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I, yeah, I guess I've seen a lot of bad things happen to good people. And I, so I just assume, like, the luck of the draw is, like, I have a very good chance of being picked off early or having my partner mm. picked off. I think it's just a matter of, I mean, if I... If I do get to the end without major tragedy, it, it like it doesn't make any, it doesn't statistically make any sense. So like I, I'm, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop or something really inconvenient to run into my lap or something really devastating or, or trauma. Yeah. It's my expectation of trauma. Just, I guess it's a different lens that I have just because I meet mm. people when horrible things are happening. As, yeah. as a physician, we don't often see people when the going is good.
0: <laughs> they don't just pop in for a cup of tea. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. And even when they do pop in for a cup of tea, I go digging for the problems. That's my job is preventative health, right? So I have to go, even if you don't think you have a problem, I'll go find a problem. <laughs> yeah. Whether it be your cholesterol or your smoking or or something else, it's like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: So yeah, maybe remind me not to chat to you after oh this podcast. Oh my god, trust
1: me, I'll find something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one of the things that I that I show see coming up with uh, with clients and I certainly see it in my own relationship is we're all going to have unhealthy patterns. So whether that's mm. smoking, whether that's excessive stress in our lives, whether that's cocaine, <laughs> you know, um we're all going to be doing something that certainly objectively and subjectively lessens our life expectancy and mm. our partner is not not taking notice. So yeah. a big source of argument is you're not taking care of yourself and you're not doing the things that you need to keep yourself alive on the planet. And what am I going to do with your worthless body when you're down? Or, you know, maybe I'm going to have to sort of like take care of the kids and be widowed, right? Mm. And that leads to conflict and can even lead to separation and divorce because you don't see eye to eye about your healthy patterns.
0: Do you not think sometimes, though, when people focus on their partner's unhealthy behavior, it's because they don't want to address their own?
1: Always. Always. <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah. Because the thing is, we can only change what, we can only change, which, which is what in our agency to change, which is we can only make positive life choices for ourselves. I think mm. the thing, too, is that like, you know, if I have a partner who smokes, they smoked when I met them. So why did yeah. I you know, again, we, we tend to say the thing that really gets under your skin as you move forward in a relationship is usually the thing that you found most attractive when you first met. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say that a partner smoking is attractive, but it certainly, like there's, there's a cool factor to smoking like that really like broody guy in the corner with his cigarette. Like that's kind of hot, right? Maybe that's the reason why, but it's the thing that gets you all worried about lung cancer and heart disease mm. as they grow older. So you find yourself wanting to change that thing that you found sexy in the beginning
0: yeah but i think that as time goes on you you're just more invested in the relationship right there's more to play for as you said before maybe you've got kids like um you know when you first get together nothing serious right so you you can't it's very rare that you meet somebody and and it does happen but I don't think it happens that often, uh, where you meet somebody, there's that instant thing that says, I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life, right? That rarely happens. Mm. So when we first meet somebody, we're attracted to them, we think it's fun, we're just enjoying life. But then as time goes on, Mm. you do get a bit more invested, right? You are more connected. You've got commitments together, whether they be family or financial or Mm. kind of what it all... You know, dare I say you might just enjoy the company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so you're kind of invested as friends. You have that right. connection. And the thought of all of that, you know, it's like that kind of house of cards comes tumbling down. Yeah. Because something tragic's happened, then I yeah. can see why you'd wanna kind of influence or try and change behaviours. Yeah. Because you wanna do everything that you can to keep that kind of To keep that stability that you've worked on and you've invested in to create in this relationship.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. But I will say though that we do meet people and we log it as I'm going to change that about them and I'm going to change that about them. Hundred percent. That like I listen. There's things about my dude that I'm like I'll change that about you. And guess what? Seventeen years have gone by. Haven't changed one iota <laughs>
0: nothing oh you're just not trying hard enough <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so true
0: See, there you go you're not, you're not being subtle enough Anna. <laughs> i'm not putting the muscle into it yeah
1: but that's what i've learned i have seen it like with my own eyes Is like there's things that he will change as and when he wants to and it's not because of yeah, me I and vice versa like there's things that he wants me to change i won't change until i'm ready for myself to change it oh
0: totally totally 100%. we've got it and I think that's the thing when it comes to kind of especially health type things mm. we have got to want to put the investment in ourselves or so something's got to click within us to be able to do it I mean I have like a um a yo-yo relationship with exercise like I'm either <laughs> all in or I'm all out yeah right now I'm all out <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> although I did do an average of twelve thousand steps whilst I was oh, away good for thank you. you very much there you. got my little rocket ship on my yeah. uh Fitbit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm other exercise trackers are available Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know you you kind of they're they're the types of things that where they're not something that comes naturally to you if you're not kind of if you're not that way inclined it is something you've got to be kind of ready or in the mood for and sometimes what we'll see as well is if we've got some um you know overly influential partners then you kind of you hit the kind of stubborn buffer as well that just Mm -hmm. goes well I'm not doing it because you've told me that I should oh, so yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like and, and I just I do think when it comes to kind of health things it is a bit of a delicate balance about mm. how much you can influence a relationship because at the end of the day right they're they're their own person and as you say you can't change them no they're gonna decide for themselves what they want to do when who's to say that I should be telling my partner to exercise more or and I might be saying it with the best intentions right because i want them to live forever hmm. but equally is it my place to tell them that they're, gr- they're a grown up yeah
1: you can share your opinion it's all, i mean yeah. it's always nice to have an opinion uh, you know mm. and you sort of collate a bunch of opinions and people will tend people will tend to actually make changes i do see this uh, you know where people whether patients or clients they're like yeah i've heard that from many people so there's something about that being in surround sound of the same opinion, whether it comes from yeah. friends and spouses, that when they hear it, let's say from a doctor, for example, yeah, it's like, oh, shoot, yeah, this is... So, so there is a critical mass of opinion around you from trusted mm-hmm. sources, and you can be one of those opinions as a spouse, but disavow yourself of the belief that they'll change because, you know, maybe let that percolate for 20 years and maybe finally they'll be like, yeah, well, you've been always saying I should quit smoking.
0: Yeah but yeah. wait a
1: heck of a long time. So mm. I, I think the biggest thing that I've had struggle with is, because the thing is like my the, a the relationship fear of my partner dying or getting seriously ill, like the thing is that manifests not as concern and loving, like, oh, I'm, it's, it comes out as anger. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Mm. Stop this. And, you know, a lot of relationships will not even get to be that long because they'll, they'll, you know, cut out and run because of the discord that's created but by this sort of so-called concern about each other's health so yeah I have learned that it's much easier to redirect that energy to something else I I can't yell at my dude and be like you got to change this because we'll probably get a divorce yeah so it won't even last that long I wouldn't even know if he's alive or not because we'd be our relationship would be over
0: but there's also a thing about like self-sabotage as well though so if you've got a real Um. unnatural fear of your partner dying because you've got a fear of rejection or mm-hmm. loss or abandonment mm-hmm. then there is that possibility to actually then kind of self-sabotage the relationship because right. you don't even want to get into that situation where you've loved somebody enough yes. or long enough for them to for you to feel like they're leaving you oh
1: uh, total- uh, so yeah so can a relationship fall apart because you're sowing the seeds to not get hurt yes yeah Yeah. I mean, part of loving is facing the risk of tragedy. Like, you will get hurt. It's not like an asteroid is going to take us all out. I mean, wouldn't that be nice if just an asteroid (laughs) just kills all seven, eight billion of us and none of us have to know that each other were sick or...
0: Hey, listen, after COVID, I think anything's possible. Anything is possible, exactly.
1: <laughs> but we're not going to be so lucky. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be abandoned. We're going to yeah. have to be caregivers to somebody with chronic mm. illness. Like it's it's going to happen. But is it worth, I guess the same as the horrific question of this of the, the parent who loses their child uh, mm. to devastating illness or to an accident. And, you know, many will say I was just, I'm so thankful for every day, yeah. that I had with this person even though the trauma of le- of losing them it was worth every day that I had on this planet with them
0: yeah and that I guess leads on to kind of a bit of an antidote I guess to this thought because I do think about it so I do think about like what would happen if my partner died like how would I feel like and the the thing that kind of lifts me back out of that kind of worry or that um kind of more depressive state is really focusing on how can I make the next day really good together? Mm-hmm. What can I do to celebrate the love that we have got? How do I get to enjoy the time that we've got because none of us know how long we've got. Mm-hmm. Um and whilst I'm spending all my time worrying about him dying, like I'm probably more likely to pop my clock, so Yeah. <laughs> so how can we make the time more special and i think that's a really powerful antidote to um anybody out there that is worrying about this and this question Mm -hmm. kind of pops into their mind really focus on what have you got what are you grateful for and how do you make those days special Mm.
1: gosh yes i think that's it
0: yeah
1: Mm i i I got got this little mic drop. That's it. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful.
0: That's it. So yeah, go out there and give your other half a big hug if you're able to. And um, if you're like Anna and I and you can't, then (laughs) send them a nice little text message. Yes,
1: exactly. The model
0: equivalent to love.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And if you're mad at each other right now, then just reach across the aisle, yeah. olive branch, and just be the first person yeah. to soften, to melt the ice.
0: Absolutely, yeah. If you if you ha- just come out with a stunk and row, just <laughs> hold the hand, yeah. tell them you love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other half's isolating right now, and um, he has just gone for a COVID test. So, oh, um, and judging by the fact that he's not feeling very well, I'm kind of guessing he's got COVID. Oh Although, no. He's been trying to convince me for the last few days he's got flu. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Okay. Well,
0: so, in yeah. this
1: season, it could be anything. Like, the viruses are insane, yeah. just the regular non-COVID viruses. So, it could be anything, but very glad he got a COVID test because yeah. I have some patients who are like, I'm really sick, but I don't have COVID. I'm like, look, I'm not as good as a COVID test. You just got to go get the test done because otherwise oh, we yeah. don't know. <laughs> could be anything.
0: So yeah, best to know, best to know. So, oh. yeah, so it'll be a while before um, before we get to – Enjoy some happy experiences together. (laughs) Gosh, okay. But never mind, we're all COVID safe. Okay, yeah. So, would you like a question? Yes, let's go. Okay, let's do it. Today's question is, we've decided to relocate, but we can't agree on where it should be. We can't decide whether it should be the mountains or the coast. Help us.
1: (gasps) You know, I have actually had a couple (laughs) reach out for this very same reason, and they were deciding between two different countries. And the thing that's actually Mm. starting to come into question when people make these decisions are climate instability and political instability. Mm. Tell me more of them. It's huge. It's huge. Like, for example, like moving to Vancouver, where I'm from, it's a real consideration now that the better part of the summers now are just like in the lower mainland area where I'm from are now absolutely wiped out with forest fires. Wow. It never used to be a thing. Mm. And now when you're relocating to the lower mainland, British Columbia, Vancouver, you have to think like, do I want to be like in poor air quality for the better part of the summer?
0: Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Anyways. Well there's a lot of considerations aren't there like I was reading something about um, Brexit and saying has it been mm. good for business bad for business and you would never have thought kind of 10 years ago that as a you know a UK citizen that you couldn't go and relocate to mm. Europe like a lot of people have that as an aspiration as kind of retirement plans yeah. right I'll go and retire in Spain, Portugal France, yeah. like where, yeah just somewhere nice for kind of a warmer climate yeah. And just to enjoy a a better kind of better pace of life, more More quality of life. Just yeah. Yeah. And just just enjoy that that time. And now, obviously that's a bit more of a challenge. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 So I think you're right, there's a lot of stuff to take into consideration. But I think the other thing here is, I mean, they're not making a decision because Yeah. (laughs) Because it sounds like there's a lot of differences there about kind of, you know, ones in one camp and the other in the other. Um,
1: and the thing is, is that like, there's, the thing is,
0: there's not a bad option
1: among them. So it's either the mountains or the coast. And there's, it's, yeah. it's like one of these, it's a, it's a hard decision because it's a, like you could flip a coin on this. They're, they both have, you could put a pros and cons list together and mm. you won't find the answer out on a pros and cons list because they're both great or they both yeah. have their drawbacks.
0: Yeah. I'd say pick both. <laughs> I mean,
1: yes. So Do you have
0: to do you have to make a decision? Right. That would be what I would say. Right. How so, could you make it work so you could have both of them?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So I think this is, this comes into the research, I don't know if I talked about this, of of Dr. Ruth Chang, who works at the University of Oxford, and she has done a TED Talk or various NPR interviews on how to make hard choices, like Mm. when faced, and she's like, there's a big difference between big decisions and hard decisions. A big decision is, do I do chemotherapy or not? there's a cancer, do I do chemotherapy versus the other option? It's a big decision, but it's often very clear on how to make it. Mm. A hard decision is where you've got two almost indistinguishable choices that, you know, you put Mm. them on a pros cons, there's no difference really. And so how do you make a hard choice, especially in a partnership? Maybe one person has one preference, the other has another preference. But, you know, just to pay, if it feels hard, it's because it is.
0: Yeah and often that's part of the challenge though where you've got one party that wants to do option A the other party wants to do Mm. option B and we know we're not great at compromising relationships because we always feel then like either if we're the one compromising, well I'm giving in yeah. and I'm never getting what I want. Yes. And you'll often get the same person that's doing the compromising. Yes. Um yeah. and then but then on the other side, if my partner's always compromising, then that seed of doubt's there. Like, mm. well, did they really want to make that decision? Mm. Are they just saying that to make me happy? Potentially, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and and then either way, the decision is fraught because neither person is sure that the other put that making the other person happy. Yes, and when you've got that indecision and uncertainty, then there's kind of underlying rumbles that are gonna be there and be present in the relationship. Oh, completely,
1: and that's where I think it's really important to call it out. Like in every Mm. decision, one person will be compromising more than the other. But it's important to state that because during the course of a lifetime, there's going to be the person who compromises one time and then, you know, cause a lot of couples will have to move and more and more so, um, how they're defining, they're defining stability. They're defining like as a human race or like as sort of like a, even like a middle class, like what is middle class? Like what, what is it defined to be sort of uh, stable as a, as a family? It's the ability to be able to move for more prosperous, uh, opportunities. Especially mm-hmm. in this un- uncertain, like there's gonna be a lot of movement geopolitically, climate, and so the ability to move to get because what what they say is like when a family moves moves locations, they are generally better off financially as a family and more stable in the years to follow because they've moved for a for a financial opportunity. So being yeah. able to move is actually is actually good for your family, and so you're probably gonna have a number of moves in the lo- in the lifetime of your family. And so you might need to trade off, like, this time we're going to do it for your career, and the next time it's going to mm. be for my career. But it's really important to call it out, like, who benefits and who compromises in this decision? And then for the person who's compromising, how might the person who kind of gets, who gets more in the deal, how can they then – what is the ask for, you know, the person who's compromising in this decision, if they, if they decide to settle to the coast and the, the person who would have been better advantaged if they went to the mountains, they might ask for more support from their partner just say, sure, we'll move to the coast, but I do need some help because I, I can't speak the language there and I'll need some support there or, mm. you know, childcare, I need you to pitch in more. For, I can't, we can't just move and you just sort of like do your own thing. I need you to lift a heavier weight with a childcare. So, mm. you know, like, like any negotiation, it's always going to be a compromise where one person sort of d- doesn't win the pot, but in that they can counter off or f- with some asks.
0: Yeah. And what I take away from that, though, is that you're having a a realistic discussion about what it's going to be like and mm-hmm. what you would need to happen in order to make that work for you as an individual, but also yes. as a couple in a family. So yes. I would see it less as... as the kind of the negotiation kind of bartering chips and I see it more as a if we're going to be successful as a family in this move whichever way coast or mountains mm. how are we going to be successful these are the these are the elements the components that we need to be present in order to make it successful oh.
1: now that's a nice way to frame it because then if one says look if we move to the mountains I'm going to need this 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 mm. And it it lays it on the table for everybody to sort of look at that, to say, okay, so where we go, how much resources, how much support are we going to need, and how much, Mm. how possible is that? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If we move there, then, you know, these are the, if we are to succeed as a family and as a couple, like, these are the the supports that we'll need in place. Mm.
0: And I do think that this is often the thing that's missing from conversations when we're looking at decisions and as you say big decisions, tough decisions, we miss out on some fundamental things because the ego gets in the way and we get into this position of Mm. um, well I have to be right, Uh I (laughs) I want my decision, I want it to be my way and we lose sight of the fact that actually what's important is that we're together we're a family we're a couple we're connected mm-hmm. and we both want to make each other happy okay how do we do that how do we achieve mm-hmm. that how do we achieve happiness in the relationship mm-hmm. and we forget all of that when we're arguing about well actually you know it's my turn to do this or it's your mm-hmm. turn to do that or mm-hmm. you know I moved for your job last time <laughs> therefore <laughs> you need to move for my job now oh, Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean Those though words we do have kind of like it right yeah. like and uh, yes, me too, right? Like we've all been there. Like, yeah. well, you know, you don't realize how much I've sacrificed for you, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. um, and we forget, we just forget about what what is actually important, mm. you know, and go back yeah. to that kind of hot topic, right? Like how do we make each other happy every day? Yeah,
1: that's nice. Yeah, it's worth, a, yeah. If you can create a strategy to be able to take on hard decisions that Mm. is probably one of the critical that's where a lot of resentment hides if
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah Mm. and if you can start to really head on make decisions uh, in a way that really that doesn't breed resentment and in fact breeds a team approach yeah that's incredibly healthy and very rare most of us don't make decisions (laughs) like that so don't give yourself a hard time if you find yourself not reaching for the road. oh yeah
0: and by the way, I'm still thinking coast all the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, so am I. I'd like to say mountains, but no, I'm am a huge coast. So you and I, well, you and I would have no problems with this. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But anyway, don't take the coast approach. Take the team approach. <laughs> yeah, don't take
1: the coast approach. Take the team approach. Yeah, yeah,
0: because it seems so
1: important to win, but. You know, when the dust yeah. settles on a separation or a divorce, and some people I wouldn't I don't think there's a lot of regret necessarily, but some people may look back on their relationship and be like, Man, I I just maybe your relationship wasn't meant to be, but it might not have needed to go down because of that poor handling of that decision, right? Like
0: yeah, yeah. And you know, I think we're all human beings when we go through something like a divorce or a, um, you know, a tragic situation, we do look back and and I think examine some of the actions and some of the things that we've done in um so I think that's quite a normal part of the process yeah and I guess what we're saying is instead of doing that retrospectively do that future looking okay how can I not have any of those regrets how can I um be the best partner that I can be how can I yeah. create the best relationship how can I have the healthiest um time with my partner
1: yeah Yeah. And, and a lot of our, our coaching, like one of our sort of mentors in our, in the coaching school that we went to says that like the aim of relationship coaching is not to keep people together or to be like, you succeeded and you avoided divorce. It's actually just as a means of actually helping you get along and communicate better. And, and the outcome might be the same, whether or not you make it, um, you know, or, or not, but just if you can communicate in a more in a healthier and a stronger way. Like that's kind of the aim here.
0: Yeah. I think you just wanna you just wanna be the happiest that you can mm-hmm. and make the people that are around you the happiest they can be. Yeah. It's not a bad philosophy to have in life.
1: It's not. Life is hard enough. We might as well kind of not fight as much yeah. or and fighting again is also great like I've had couples be like we want, we want to fight less and it's like no actually that's not, no it's actually fight not more. fight more communicate more get in the ring more yeah. learn how to fight cleaner not so nasty like,
0: yeah learn how to come back from a fight yeah
1: <laughs> my god
0: yeah. As we talked if you have any questions
1: it. go back to our yeah like, gosh yeah. we've got so much good stuff on our past recordings
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so um I'm going to share a little story before we go oh, um, about um, just about being kind of nice and being human. So there's this um, thing from the weekend that's really stuck in my mind. When I was checking in after my delayed flight, late arrival, and I was still a happy person, I'd like to say, <laughs> um, and I was checking in at the hotel. So it was after seven, obviously they had limited staff because it's kind of the end of a normal kind of day shift and they'll have less people arrive in. And so the guy was going through all of the instructions and the COVID and booking in the, because they no longer come and service your rooms. You have to mm. book a cleaner in and have a certain window and all of those things. So as we know, life just is more complicated. So he was coming near the end of the check-in procedure and he didn't take very long to do it all. It wasn't overly, you know, overly laborious. And there was a guy behind me who... um interrupted what he was doing, interrupted Mm -hmm. this guy checking me in and said could you get one of your colleagues to check me in. So of course the guy behind the reception was ever so polite and just said oh um, I'm sorry but they've kind of gone, they've been on shift for a very long time and there isn't anybody available but I'll be with you soon. Mm -hmm. So then um, he finished with me anyway like literally a minute later Mm -hmm. and um, so he moves on to this uh, guy and he said um, okay um, you know how can I take a name? Obviously, for the check. And he went, Well, first I would like an apology. Oh. And I just thought, how rude. And I really oh. wish I'd said something. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't turn around and say something to him. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me, can you just be a better human being right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I just think that there's no need for it, right? Yeah. So and the guy behind the reception handled it so well, he didn't get um like upset or anything he just carried on just being his normal charming self Mm. and I just thought what a knob he was (gasps) and it stuck with me all weekend because I just think like a I wish I would just turned around and said come on mate there's no need for that Mm. um but b just because there are people that are just so kind of mean and just dickheadish (laughs) yeah I agree or that we all
1: can have our dickheadish sort of or that we take out our own frustrations for something onto other people
0: mm. but there was no need for it there was no like need he, for it he literally I mean yeah. if he'd been stood there for half an hour waiting to check in I can kind of get he'd be a bit grumpy yeah but it was less than 10 minutes for absolutely God's sake.
1: I mean, and the thing too is, you know, again, the utility of, of whipping around and saying something, I, I always kick myself when I don't come back with like a smart ass yeah. comment of advocacy, but I, you know, whenever I have done the whole, Hey, you know, it, it often, if the person isn't in a, in a foul enough, nasty enough yeah, mood yeah. to sort of pick a fight with somebody who can't defend themselves, you know, cause the customer is always right. And so, yeah, yeah. but, um, unfortunately I I, I think, and I hope that that's changing, um, but then they'll pick a fight with you and then it just turns into this sort of acrimonious battle that no you know if if the guy has convinced himself that he's just gonna be a turd then he's just yeah. gonna be a turd and yeah I, I I always have to abandon this belief that I can sometimes, spark this come to jesus moment with people because like <laughs> i and i've done that and i and i usually get angry because i i'm very my values are broken so i get angry because they've been mean and to somebody else and then and then they're just mean back to me and then they're mean to and then and then i yeah, feel like a, a knob
0: <laughs> i know but it's just it's a really hard balance isn't it because i do yeah. think at times we have to call other people out on their bad behavior and there yes. was just no need for it like Fair and one. i literally and i really wish i just said to him like come on there's no need for that yeah
1: well, you're saying it but, now. Yeah, We're I am hearing it.
0: it. <laughs> Somebody's hearing it. <laughs> Somebody's this is hearing. The second time. This is the second time I've told this story today. So it's clearly going out there in the universe Lovely. somewhere.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe the the partner of that guy who's who heard about him coming from a business trip and maybe they might be like you know I heard on a podcast about your shitty behavior yeah. and uh <laughs> you know
0: wouldn't that be just truly lovely if that happened that would be like <laughs> wow Kiss let's hope Faith. that karma is uh yes. working its way right Indeed, there now Exactly. <laughs> oh. Oh. well that was lovely recording yes. with you at a different time although yes. I was feeling slightly sleepy on my sofa an hour ago, and now well, I feel a little bit more vibrant. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> like, that's a hard
1: gig to c- pull off 8 o'clock at, at night. So thank you for gathering up, mustering up the energy, because there was something special about a recording today. So thank you.
0: Oh, I've always got a little bit of energy left for the podcast.
1: Oh, sweet. Geordie, Lass, and Doc's <laughs> says.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. So. Um, so you're going to continue your day. I'm going to go and get my pajamas on. Oh,
1: beautiful! Well, maybe I'll still get my pajamas on. I only have to be visible from the shoulders up on my Zoom call, so it's perfect. Oh, you go for it. Absolutely. Get your PJs on. Don't even have to be wearing a bra.
0: Oh, it's just the best feeling.
1: Well, I, for me, I've got heavy <laughs> boobs, so I just like I do like for comfort. I do have to ha- wear a bra; otherwise, it just feels like like slinging rocks around.
0: Oh, I just boulder holders, as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. All right. Well, here's to bra-free pajama days and anything else you might want to come your way.
1: Slip on or slip off.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, indeed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Till next week. Till
1: next week.
0: So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting.